Welcome to Slice, the podcast of the Metropolitan New York Baptist Association, where we give you just a slice of what God is doing through his church to reach the nations. I'm George Russ, your host. You're about to listen to an interview we had with Pastor Daniel Armendaris, the pastor of the People's Covenant Church in San Juan, Texas, a border town between Texas and Mexico. So much about immigration has been in the news lately, we thought it would be a good opportunity to speak with someone who was leading a church right in the thick of what's happening on the U.S.-Mexico border. We hope you enjoy this interview. Well, it seems like my internet is a little shaky this morning, so if you can bear with me as I try to uh, talk with Daniel about what's going on in Texas, uh, uh, hopefully it'll even out as the uh, as our time goes on. But I want to introduce to you Pastor Daniel Armendariz. He's the pastor of, I think it's the People's Covenant Church. Uh, you were correct me, Pastor, if I'm wrong, but... Uh, I've known Pastor Daniel since he was a college student at the University of Texas at Pan American, right there in McAllen, Texas. He came to serve two summers uh, in a row at the Colts Neck Community Church uh, in Colts Neck, New Jersey, when I was the pastor there. And his purpose in coming back, I think the second year, was to help us to begin a Spanish-speaking congregation in Freehold. And uh, Pastor Daniel, I don't know if you mentioned up, but there is today a Spanish-speaking congregation is meeting, uh, a direct oh, wow. result of your efforts, the, the, the oh, two summers that you were with us. So, uh, yeah, you went on to be a, uh, I guess, a, uh, a part of the staff of the Baptist Campus Ministry at a uh, uh, university in Texas, and uh, now is at... Uh, uh, San Juan, which is down close to Corpus Christi, I think, on the uh, on the U.S. Mexican border, uh, married two children. Did I did I leave anything else out, Pastor Daniel? No, that's that's pretty accurate. <laughs> thank you so much. Well, thank you for inviting me. Uh, uh, I always, you know, know him as Pastor Russ. I guess since we were serving, but uh, George, you know, thank you for inviting me and. And, you know, I just kind of want to share a little bit about myself, you know, like I said, you know, we're a church in transition. Um, our town is actually about 15 minutes uh, close to uh, the, the border here in Mexico. And so it's a little bit like south, you know, two hours south of Corpus. So it's a little bit further down, uh, George, than, than Corpus. So, um, so we're very, very close to the border. We are, we're close, not too close as, you know, some may seem like you can see the river, but you know, it's, it's pretty close. Let's a little bit about the People's Covenant Church first. I've looked on your website, you've got quite a good building. Uh, tell us more about what's happening there. Yes, well, this is going to be, in July, it's my third year as, uh, as being the pastor. It was a church in transition. Um, you know, I live, I'm a Valley native, live here my whole life, and I've never heard of this church until they... They contacted our, our uh, collegiate ministry while I was working uh, because one of the members was part of that ministry back in the 70s. And they're like, they need someone to help with the youth. I was like, OK, sure. And so I remember my wife and I got in the car and came and I was like, what is this place? You know, we've never even seen it just because I live in this area my whole life. Never seen this church. Um, 
And so long story short, you know, I'm the pastor and it's a church in transition, you know, uh, demographic wise, it was more of a, you know, older church. And so they, they kind of wanted to grow young a bit. And so they, they called me as their pastor and that's kind of what we've been doing the transition. But, you know, with COVID, it, it really, uh, it did a couple of things. It, it streamlined some of the, some of the changes that we needed to make. Uh, but it also kind of, uh, you know, put a cap on, on, you know, what we wanted to do in terms of reaching out. So uh, I know I celebrate, you know, this Easter Sunday, but it wasn't always that way, you know, for a long time. It was just, you know, it, last, last year, you know, we had about a week uh, to get ready for online services because they, you know, they, you know, kind of just, you know, you know, they shut down, you know, the country, the area. And so within a week, we, we went and we bought all the equipment that we needed and we invested some, some monies there. And, you know, the next thing you know, it, I had to learn how to preach, you know, online, which is totally different than from, you know, being inside a congregation. And so, you know, we, we just did it. And, and so I'm thankful for my connections as a college minister because, you know, I got to build relationships with a lot of college students and they know technology, you know, they grab everything real fast. And so they were able to help me with that transition. Uh, but for about a year, you know, it was, you know, it, it was just hard. It, it was hard. Yeah. Hard for us all to get used to that kind of uh, preaching when we do so much of it in person. Uh, obviously, uh, you have uh, Mexican roots in your family, but you are born in this country. Uh, w tell us what's going on and from your perspective uh, down on the border. I mean, we, we hear a lot in the news. It depends on who you listen to, but Help us to kind of process some of that and to, and to pray intelligently for it. Well, you know, the, you know, Mexico in this area, there's always been a relationship per se. Um, how can I put this? Um, you know, we weren't always on the news and there've been people crossing the border for generations, if I may say generations and they, they will come, they work, and you know, sometimes they would just go back and, and it was very, very different. Um, even up to probably 20 years ago, you know, we, everyone knows that people are crossing. That, that's just part of it. Um, mm -hmm. And then here you either know someone or even have a family member that don't, don't have proper documentation. That's just the way of life here that, you know, and you know, you just go about your, your business, you know, you, you go to work, you go to school and you might be going to school with someone who doesn't have documents, but it's just, you know, it, it's just part of it. And when I was a college minister, we would go to retreats. Uh, there's a checkpoint about an hour north of where we are. And then so we would invite students and then uh, we would ask students like, hey, you know, come on, let's go, you know, let's go to the retreat. And they would say, well, I can't. And then we would offer them a scholarship and then if they would still say, I can't go. Then we would know why the reason mm -hmm. is that they couldn't pass the checkpoint. Uh, so it was regular, you know, it was very, very normal. But, you know, the past few years, we, we've seen these influx, you know, of, of immigrants and, uh, you know, there's various reasons why, but uh, we really don't it, per se see the effects of that. Um, you know, like I said, you know, I, I go out in my community and everything's normal. So unless you go where, you know, close to the border, then you'll see, you'll see things unless you go to the place where they're being processed. Uh, I know there's a rep respite center here about, you know, in the next city, which is about 15 minutes. Everything's real close together. Uh, if you go there, obviously, you will see everything happening. And, you know, they're just, you know, they're coming in, they're being processed, they put them on the bus, and then they head on to wherever they go. But 
we really don't see it on an everyday lives. If, if I can really describe that, you, if we want to really, actually, we, if I want to know what's happening on the border, I just go to the local news and we see it's like, well, you know, there are 500 people detained or, you know, X number of, of unaccompanied minors are passing through, but it, it doesn't affect our, our daily lives per se. Like, you know, you're not gonna, it's not like being, we're not being like run over, like, you know, it, it's safe. It's very, very safe. You know, I've lived here all my life, but that's kind of what's going on. Uh, you know, they, they are crossing, you know, large numbers. And so um, it's a difficult situation because you want the people to be safe. We understand that component of, you know, they need help, but you know, they, they go through a lot, you know, because, you know, the one thing that we do know here in the Valley is that, you know, the, you know, the, the cartel, you know, they, they exploit people and that's kind of what they do, you know, and so it, it's hard because, you know, that, that's kind of what's happening. And, and so that's kind of what's happening, uh, George, really, uh, we don't see it like in our er everyday lives, but we know it's happening. And if, and you know, sometimes if you don't look at the news, you kind of don't even know that it's happening. And so hmm. that's kind of our life, really. We, we go about our everyday lives. We do everything we need to do. We go to our schools and everything. But to say that they're like flooding the area and, you know, just kind of like, you know, I don't know, rampaging you know, the place, that's, that's not happening. Yeah. That's not happening. Well, others may have questions that they can put in the chat while we're, we're talking. So please feel free to ask a question. I know that we have... Uh, Pastor Juan Carlos and Narciso and Humberto Solis from our, our Spanish brothers here uh, also listening in. Uh, Pastor Daniel, uh, how, uh, how are you leading your church to, uh, to pray about this or to, uh, you know, to minister in this kind of a, a context that you're in? Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, right now, I'm, you know, it's a good question because I've thought about it a lot, but, you know, this church, um, you know, I spent two and a half years kind of analyzing and kind of just getting a, a clear vision of what we, we are to do. And the challenging thing about our church is that it hasn't had a, a true shepherd since the 1960s. Wow. Um, so uh, the last, you know, more than, you know, three years. Um, and so it was just pastor after pastor after pastor. So the last, I guess, full-time lead pastor that they had was back in the early 90s, which is over 20 years ago. Uh, so you can kind of just tell you the work that, that I've, I've been, you know, you know, just kind of burdened, I guess. Um, and so it's a very slow process. It's a very slow, slow process. We do have a mission statement, which many churches have, have this mission statement, you know, to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ, but it's a little broad. So I was like, okay, how can I, you know, describe a little, a little bit more. So the one thing that we're concentrating in is, is four things is one is, is personal spiritual growth, uh, you know, individually and, and corporately, right. And you're like, well, you know, that's, that's basic, but yeah, that's kind of where we are just basic things, you know, biblical teaching, uh, community outreach and growth through small groups. So that's kind of what we're doing. And so one of the things about our region is there's a, a lot of people that need help. Um, and so I guess right now we're concentrating on what that looks like by helping and loving those in our congregation for now um, and getting health-wise spiritually and being able to grasp some of those um, you know, heavy, heavy issues. That's what's kind of happening and being able to discern because, you know, you know, we all watch TV, right? We know 
you know, whatever, right? So um, I think it, it, it takes a, a, a spiritually mature individual, I guess, to discern what's happening. And so I have to lead them a little bit slowly. And, but in, in that case, you know, we have been ministering to our community and to those in our church. So I see an opportunity to kind of maybe, you know, once we're healthy, you know, spiritually, financially, we, we took, you know, a huge toll, um, you know, a hit, you know, obviously, you know, last year. And so we're, we're kind of heading in that direction. And, you know, I talk about it with the chairman of the board and I was like, you know, we want to concentrate on the church, on this growth. Two or three years from now, we'll be in a better position to be able to kind of um, uh, make, make, you know, make an impact a little bit, you know, further from our church. Right. So it's, it's a growing process. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I remember when you were at Colts Neck as an intern, you, you were very uh, self-starting. Uh, I didn't have to give you too much instructions on what to do, just maybe some guidance on how to do that. But you were uh, very much taking the initiative to go to Freehold, to meet people, to share the gospel. How is that, uh, ha has that continued in, uh, in your lifestyle? I know that as a pastor, sometimes you may get tied to one place, but. No, that, that, that continues. You know, we've been praying for so long to kind of just, one, okay, one of the things I want to mention is that uh, here in San Juan, you know, it is, is, uh, they have the Basilica. It's, I don't know, it's a form of, of the Catholic, you know, government. And so it has a huge presence in our community. Huge, huge presence. They, there's two spots here that bring in over a million people. Uh, one of them is South Padre Island. I don't know if you ever heard of it before. And the other one is the Basilica in San Juan. So we got over about 1.2 million people coming to do a pilgrimage to this Catholic church. Wow. And so, you know, I've been trying to get into the community. Long story short, after two years and lots of prayer, I, I made a, a man of peace. And so that's the way I, we had the mayor, the mayor breakfast. And so, you know, it just all happened so fast. And now we're in a position to kind of be able to have, you know, more of an impact here in the community. But everything we still do, we still do community outreach. Wow. Uh, when I was here, we hit, we, you know, this huge outreach here in the neighborhood and, you know, reaching out, just kind of what we did really that one time at the apartments, uh, the same thing we did here, the same things we do it, but obviously with COVID, we couldn't um, yeah. do those things. Um, so we're hoping that next, you know, months or maybe next year we can go full force again. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but, you know, always trying to build relationships, you know, meet people, uh, you know, everywhere I go, I, I, I say hello, I was praying for them and, so that's kind of what, what my life is like here, you know, just being entrenched in the community and, and getting, you know, the, the church known and right. know, knowing that we're available to serve them in any way. You, you went to the University of Texas and at Penn American, which is right there in McAllen, Texas. Uh, any contacts with the uh, people back in McAllen and any reports from what's happening uh, there? Yes, since then it's changed its name to University of Texas Rio changed their name uh, they merged with another campus in Brownsville now this campus in Brownsville it's that one is literally across like the border like we have students crossing the border the bridge is right there and they cross and they come to school and they go back so that one you can see Mexico is so close real close and it's called in Brownsville Texas that's where uh, Eon uh, was a Musk has the rocket SpaceX I don't know if you've ever seen it on, on the news or not yeah, he kind of 
that's where he's he's launching his rockets and testing them. Wow. Boca Chica Beach, yeah. And so he they're they're here. So it's a huge thing, you know. For why well, I'm excited for it, uh, you know, you know, there's, but yeah, we're we're highly connected. We're 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 you know we work together. Uh, that's one of the ways that I'm able to you know get get some people to volunteer. Um, their associate director is our our young adults leader. So um, so we're 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 you know we're still working side by side. Wow, we have uh, four I think of our Spanish pastors on the line here. Uh, Pastor Daniel, why don't you uh, greet them in, uh, in Spanish and tell them a little bit about uh, the, the church so they can be up to date as to what you have already told us. Hello, hermano. ¿Cómo están? Pastor Daniel aquí. Dios les bendiga a todos, mi hermano. Bienvenidos. Bendiciones. Bendiciones, amado pastor. Encantado de conocerle y escuchar de cómo Dios está obrando a través de su vida. Gracias, muchas gracias, hermano. Este, orando por ustedes, sé que está difícil. Uh, ¿Quién iba a pensar que estuviéramos así, no? Pero pues Dios abre, abre puertas y, y pues bebe de Zoom, podemos conectarnos, conectarnos también y, y este, animarnos unos a los otros. Este, le estaba diciendo aquí a, a, a George este, que estoy aquí en, en una iglesia, aquí en, en San Juan, Texas, aquí en el sur de... De, de Texas, casi a la frontera, bien cerquita de la frontera. No sé si han escuchado de este pueblo, you know, está pasando mucho ahorita uh, que están viniendo los inmigrantes por aquí, pero este es, voy por mi tercer año aquí en una iglesia, uh, you know, iglesia chiquita, uh, pero estamos trabajando y estamos viendo a, a Dios cómo está moviendo uh, en, en, esta, en esta época ahorita que estamos aquí. Amén, amén. Well, Pastor Daniel, you know, our Spanish churches are some of the most uh, engaged churches we have uh, in the global mission of Jesus Christ. Their connections are everywhere uh, across the world and not just in Spanish speaking places. So I, I'm really happy to uh, introduce you to some of the leaders that are on our call today. Uh, any questions from our, our uh, uh, those of you listening about What's happening in uh, the People's Covenant Church in San Juan, Texas? Anything, any follow-up questions before we pray? Hearing none, who would like to offer a prayer for Pastor Daniel uh, and his ministry there in South Texas? Just unmute yourself. I would like to pray for him, George, uh, okay. because I think uh, that he has the same, uh, he's on the border, but I'm right here in Corona, and we're facing the same thing, you know, uh, the children coming uh, without the parents, and mm. we received them, we had to fill out a bunch of papers, uh, they can release them, and stuff like that, so we've been doing this for a little a little while now, and, and uh, even he's on the border, but we, the effect is over here in Corona. Isn't that amazing to remember that? Thank you, yeah. Pastor. Yeah, let's just pray for Daniel because I know uh, it's a little bit challenging there and uh, the church had to be proactive in the immigration. Even if we don't want to, we have to be involved. Uh, <laughs> it's something that <laughs> that is challenging us. It's been challenging us for almost 10 years already helping the community. Giving information to them about how can they approach the next steps when they get here, you know? Lord, thank you so much for the blessing to have uh, our brother Daniel uh, 
it just it just uh, seeing the young man uh, working for you and being called in the uh, the pastoring part uh, is 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 such a blessing. Pastoring a church uh, uh, that he has is is challenges because we have to be in different cultures and uh, different languages and stuff like that. But uh, bless him, guide him, uh, give him the wisdom and understanding and the blessing to open the door that a lot of people in his neighborhood become uh, or listen to the to the gospel become uh, safe and. And they can be part of it. Doesn't matter how big the church is, is how 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 uh, compromise are with you uh, with the gospel and, and share the gospel to all. I bless his family, uh, the ministry, the leadership in that church. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Thank you, Pastor Juan Carlos. Tell us how are you okay. feeling? We've been praying for you too. It's good to see you. Uh, I hear you're getting around a little bit better. Tell us more about uh, your recovery. Well, you know, I've been I've been diagnosed with multi-myeloma. Uh, it's, it's a cancer that I need some of my, uh, it's my back. Uh, uh, it got be my back, uh, the low, uh, they call it the L4. And the, there was a tumor there and uh, we're dealing with the cancer now. Uh, I'm, my legs is getting stronger. Uh, my body is getting stronger. My, my organs, like the heart, uh, is doing very well. My mind, uh, my brain is doing very well. My bones, but it's the cancer that will destroy your bones little by little. Mm. So, so we have uh, right now we're in the in the middle of the treatment. Uh, I took chemo yesterday, and today, next week we're going to do a stem cells uh, program where they're going to replace my uh, basically take all my blood and clean it up and take off the good cells and replace it again uh, uh, in, in my back. Uh, and, and, and that will take a couple, maybe three weeks in the hospital just doing that. But I feel more stronger moving around. Uh, my, the ministry is going well. The church is growing. We only have around 15 people cannot get baptized. How many? 15. When is, all, all in one service? We, 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 we're going to try to do that. We have to find a way to do that. We're going to try to. Please tell that's me what be, that day will be. That's going to be, I think, the 24th, the anniversary of the church. Okay. okay. Yeah. So it's going to be a Saturday, I think. Uh, so we're going to be, we we, 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 we collecting all the uh, Kobe, Kobe brothers and sisters that was in soon. So <laughs> they're coming, uh, they're coming now to, to be baptized. Wow. So. My, my cancer, uh, we're getting a good treatment, and uh, hopefully uh, the average of effectiveness is 90%. And uh, I'm doing very well, because even though I'm an old man, uh, my body's strong, and God gave me, uh, God gave me the, the healthy body in, the, in that sense. So they, they're going to go for stem cells uh, treatment, and hopefully... By the end of the summer, I'll be uh, without no chemo, no radiation. Wow, uh, we'll be praying for so, that. So just keep praying for us, and uh, and uh, uh, it's being a blessing. I mean, being a blessing, even though it's just challenges, but God has blessed me, and, and I think I grow through this, and I grow a little bit more, uh, more humble to the Lord, and 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 like you just said, uh, we've been doing stuff. 
around the world and locally. And, and I'm, I'm in peace, really. I don't, I'm not scared to die. I'm more, I'm more into, uh, I'm more into, uh, you know, recognizing what the God have done for mm. 10 years in my ministry. And I'm in peace. I'm in love uh, with my family, with my ministry. Uh, I'm just happy, even mm. though I'm sick. Uh, and the medicine be working fine. Uh, I mean, my eyesight is good. Uh, I mean, a little bit little thing that you think you, you, you need to check out, everything is good, except that I have a cancer in my, wow. uh, in, in, in my back. And, wow. and we'll see what's going to happen in a couple of weeks. Yeah. God bless you. Thank you so much for the updates. Good to see you, man. Uh, hey, Grace, you're going to give us a couple of uh, uh, updates uh, quickly. Uh, you're going to show them on the screen for us? Sure, absolutely. Um, I want to remind everyone that we have uh, more micro meetings coming up. Um, April 26th through the 29th, we're going to be having um, more little like just meetings of fellowship. We're not asking you guys to come bring a message or, or preach or anything. We're not asking you to do anything. It's just a time where you can come and uh, be with your brothers and uh, just talk about life and and have an hour or two of just, you know, take all the burdens off of you and um, just relax and have a good time and uh, just remind each other that you're not alone in this. Um, so that's what those are. Um, so those are coming up in, in eight, at the end of April this month. Um, we do um, ask you to register for these. So I will put the link in the chat to register because we do want to follow CDC guidelines and make sure we're not going over capacity in any of the places that we're meeting in. Hey, Grace, um, before you go off on that, let me just remind everyone that the, uh, the meeting on the 26th uh, is in Queens at a new location for the Connection Church uh, in Astoria. So they still rent space from, I think, Trinity Lutheran, but they've moved across the street in a brand new facility that uh, the church built. I think maybe a developer built it and, and gave some space back to the church. So that's an exciting uh, place to come to. And then the second one on Tuesday uh, in Brooklyn at the Grace Baptist Church on 6th Avenue is a new church in our association. Uh, the pastor is not new to us, but the church is. And for those of you who drive, there's a parking lot. So I just wanted to mention that because there are very few places uh, in our association have churches where we can drive if we want to. So check that out too, if that's a, uh, an option for you. So Awesome. Yeah. George, that, that's the only announcement that I have this week. Okay. Awesome. Well, uh, right now we do also have a uh, conference going on on Long Island called Revitalize, and it's a part of one of the churches in our association that's hosting that. And uh, you can check that out online if you like to. Uh, it is a cost to get uh, access to the conference videos, but if you let me know, I can probably get that cost waived for you. It's about 18 different videos uh, put together by people around the country about revitalization. So uh, we're really happy about that too. Uh, thanks for bringing that up, Grace. I appreciate it. Well, we'll be back again. Tim, any, uh, anything you want to bring up to date for us, Tim Nussbaumer? Just to remind, I'm, it's a little ways out, but first Tuesday of May, we're going to be having, I'm excited about this, Claude King, who is a co-author of Experiencing God, is going to be with us. So don't miss that. That's going to be 11 o'clock on the first Tuesday in May. That's May 4th. Yes. Okay. Yep, that's it. Yep. Yes. All right. Well, let's close in prayer. Thank you guys for... Uh, Dialing in. So, sorry, sorry, can I ask a question, Pastor George? Yeah. 
uh, Tim or, or Grace, was the previous Synergy recorded? Is that available? Yes, it, it was. And it, it should be up on our YouTube within the next day or two. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Grace. All right. Hey, Tim, since uh, uh, you were the last to speak, why don't we ask you to close us in prayer again? We'll be back on the 20, what is it, 23rd of April for our next prayer time. So I look forward to seeing you then. Absolutely. Yeah, let's pray. Uh, Father, I just thank you for each pastor and leader that's on this call. And um, we, we're leading in a tough time right now. We're leading um, coming out of a, a pandemic in a time of uncertainty. And so, God, we just um, pray that our strength and our confidence would not be in ourselves, our talents. It wouldn't be in um, our attendance numbers, but our confidence would be in you. And so we pray that you would just go before us in everything that we do this week. I thank you for just uh, the testimony of uh, Daniel. And um, I thank you for just what you're doing in uh, Juan Carlos's life as well. And just pray uh, just your healing power over him as well. Uh, Father, I know every decision that we make in this week and the weeks to come is a challenging one. And so we need to be dependent on you now more than ever. And so I pray that uh, you would just give us godly wisdom in this time to lead our congregations well. And uh, we celebrate uh, all the stories from Easter and we celebrate uh, that you are still uh, so active in our world and in our country. Help us to see where you're at work so we can join you in that work. And uh, God, we just love you. We thank you so much for this encouraging time. And uh, it's in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Slice, the podcast of the Metropolitan New York Baptist Association. For more information on our association, check out our website and social media. We look forward to hearing from you.